Blog Talk Radio. Michael Trent, Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Brandon Whedon all but cast aside 
they're done with this experiment. They're done with this project. It was destined to fail from the beginning. I don't know what they were thinking. Uh, a near 30-year-old quarterback uh, in coming into as a rookie, it, it was never going to work, Mike. So they're bringing in a right. quarterback. Right. They're also saying a running back like Trent Richardson is not going to make it work. What are your thoughts on that whole thing? Yeah, uh, I just uh, I, I make some notes before the show. They're, they're going to build a team around a running back or a quarterback from this year, the 2000. Well, actually, it'll be a 2014 draft. They're going to build a team around those guys because Brandon Whedon. Let's face it, uh, you know he's a little too old for this league. I'm sorry, uh, and there's a lot of other things that that are uh, in place. But they're, they're going to uh, build a team around the. Uh, Running back or quarterback, it could be a uh, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, it could be a uh, you know AJ McCarron, you know somebody that they're gonna they're they're gonna look to and they're gonna focus on those guys to build that team around. Now that whole organization right now, I guarantee it, everybody in Cleveland is so frustrated with what's going on. But I tell you what, if they relax and if a lot of the right decisions are made, they're going to be fine because it's, it takes a little time, but they got to make the right decisions, though. And, you know, it's, it's got to be frustrating as a Browns fan. They're probably thinking, well, help, we did that two years ago, and we're in the same spot we been, we were in two years ago. So, anyway, uh, it's, going to be, it's going to be fun to watch the Browns and uh, see what they do and uh, how they go about it. Indianapolis gets their Edgerin James, Mike. One of my all-time favorite players, by the way, Edgerin James, and and Trent Richardson fits that mold. They have two of their three triplets. I wish, like, I wish they would have taken DeAndre Hopkins in this year's draft. They would have had yeah. Luck. They would have had Richardson. They would have had Hopkins, Fleener. Uh, you bring in T.Y. Hilton for the slot. You have Reggie Wayne. It would have been amazing. But you know what? you got to trust Grigson and that team, uh, what they're doing. They they know they have holes to fill on the offensive line and on defense. They knew that they had to take care of that. So, okay, fine. But I'm very excited for uh, for the Indianapolis organization. Being an Indianapolis fan, hey, it feels pretty good now, right? Uh, I, I have claimed Indianapolis as my team this year. So, you know, it's only one year, but it's, if things are starting off good, I'm going to go get me a, a Richardson jersey now. Moving on, moving on, Mike, uh, the Cleveland organization, again, Richardson just averaged like 3.3 yards a carry. He averaged 3.5 last year against Miami. He was like a 3.3. You see a guy like Ahmad Bradshaw that averages 4.4, 4.5 yards a carry against that same Miami team. Richardson is walking into a much better situation, even if he's just first and second down. And that's what we're going to talk to uh, Nelson Sousa, Nelson Sousa, uh, tonight uh, on Red versus Blue from Scout Pro and one of our best uh, top high-stakes players out there. He'll be on tonight. I want to get pick his brain about Trent Richardson, too. Uh, there's just so many different elements here. But the fact he is this, he is moving into a good situation in Indianapolis, even if he's first and second down. They're talking like Ahmad Bradshaw is going to be the third down guy, the reception guy out of the backfield. Maybe that hurts his value somewhat, but he's going to have so much more space to operate. We're going to get to see T. Rich thrive. Like, look, to be honest with you, a lot of America hasn't gotten to see the best out of T. Rich. He was a workload back in Cleveland, and that was it. The safeties come up toward the line. The linebackers are coming up. Everything is pushed up toward the line. He's never really able to get anything open. Now there's going to be space because you have to respect Andrew Luck and those receiving weapons in that vertical game. So this fits into that plan perfectly for Indianapolis. Pagano calling him a rolling ball of, of butcher knives, dude. This is Trent Richardson, and we're getting ready to see him this weekend for the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, no doubt about it, Scott. Uh, you know, this just – it does fit perfectly. Um Ahmad Bradshaw, if you own Ahmad Bradshaw, I, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, it was a good uh, it was a good reach there for a, a week or so, but uh, I would drop him real quick. Trent Richardson, uh, he's going to definitely be a, a big pickup to that offense. Uh, it's going to open up, believe it or not, I think it's going to open it up more for uh, T.Y. Hilton than anybody else on that team. I've been doing a lot of thinking. Uh, research and it's going to the running game that Trent Richardson is going to bring will probably open it up more for uh, Andrew Luck to T.Y. Hilton. 
Ursay tweeted it out on Twitter, the day of the monster trade, the tidal wave of deal-making shocks the system. He was tweeting it and teasing all the fans. Nobody knew exactly what was coming, and now we do. Trent Richardson makes his debut this weekend against the San Francisco 49ers. 4.25 kickoff, Mike. 4.25 kickoff on Sunday. Set your DVRs. We will get to see Trent Richardson in Colts Blue this weekend. And, look, uh, we're not expecting huge things, but let's not, let's not just make, pretend that San Francisco is actually some dominant defense against the run right now. They kind of started to fall off last year. Uh, Marshawn Lynch totally ate him up. And Eddie Lacy, a grinding, pound, pounding back, kind of looked decent. He, he got his touchdown. So it's not like San Francisco is the Seattle Seahawks right now, okay? It's not the same San Fran. They started to fall apart and tail off in the playoffs late in the season last year. It's kind of continued. So I'm not. They're not just. They're not just going to shut Tevers down. If you have him, Terrence Richardson, you have to start him. I've heard all this silliness about oh, mention him, all this. Give him a week to learn this. It's not hard to learn to be a running back in the in for a, for a new team. You get, you get the ball and you run. And you, you follow your blocker if you have one. If you don't, you go, you know, you, you just look for the hole. That's instincts for a running back. He's going to be just fine. Uh, besides oh, the fact, yeah. Mike, RB3 means running back three for a flex means basically 20, RB24 to RB36. So, of course, he's going to fall into the 2025 range at least for running backs this week. So, definitely get him in your lineup. Let's see what he can do. If you have a stud wide receiver okay. that you that you're going to do with your flex, go ahead and put him in. But that means you have two superstar running backs. You never bench your number one guy, Mike, and that's what you did. You spent a first round pick on him, so don't don't bench him now. Yeah, I mean it's real simple. You you, you have a uh, number one, Trent Richardson. If you start him for Cleveland, would you start him for Indy? I think I would. All day yeah. long. So I mean, that 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 question should never be uh, part of the equation. You start Mac Bizzo. Mac Bizzo, welcome to Red versus Blue. Just saw you in the chat room. Nine Round has a question for you, Mike. Got McGahee on a ton of teams that I went wide receiver early and often. What do you expect out of him? I don't need much, but nice to have another starter that will get eight to twelve points per week. McGahee, thirty-one years old, Mike gets into the Cleveland Browns organization, and now it looks like he's the starter with Obanaya, uh getting getting some uh, touches, and this Bobby Rady kid who I, I did watch uh, a couple of high-stakes veterans, John Rozak for one, that kind of grabbed Bobby Rady everywhere. Uh, so I start to have to ask myself and take a second look at guys when I start to see guys uh, that are some of the best high-stakes players jumping up and getting some of these guys. What do you think of McGahee? You think he's uh, you think he's going to hold up this season, and do you think he's an eight to twelve point a week guy? No, I hope he has. Uh, I hope he has another running back. It's uh, or wide receiver. I mean, let's face it. We talked about this uh, for weeks and weeks. Uh, what it's a wide receiver deep league. Uh, you know, I. McGay, I, I cannot trust him right now. There's no way. Uh, I don't want him to go out there on a walker and get five yards. No, I can't do that. Uh, I, I'm, I'm trusting a wide receiver that he has, hopefully he has, at depth. Hundreds of who do I start questions being asked right now on Twitter uh, for the FF Toolbox team and Nelson Sosa coming on to Red versus Blue tonight uh, from ScoutPro.com. you got to check out what's going on at ScoutPro. Nelson does a very good job uh, with everything that uh, ScoutPro does with analysis and rankings and who do I start and things of that nature. Uh, you're missing out if you're not uh, part of ScoutPro.com, so you got to check that out. Uh, let's continue on, Mike, with the, the, uh, the news of this week. Uh, we have Larry Fitzgerald, Roddy White, injuries to talk about. Roddy White has not been startable. He's still, you have to keep him out of your lineup until we see health from Roddy White, especially when he's tweeting out, don't put me in the lineup. It was true, and you can't uh, you can't get him uh, into the lineup fast enough, but he's still listed as questionable for week three. He was limited in Friday's practice, and he's going up against the Dolphins, who has a very good secondary right now. He's not a fantasy option until he gets healthy. Um, Julio Jones, on the other hand, is getting all that work. He is making plays and breaking big plays, and that's the guy you want to have, hopefully. Roddy White has a third-round pick. 
I know you're devastated, but you have to leave him out of the lineup. The same goes with Larry Fitzgerald. It seems like, Mike, I can't risk, uh, especially on a team. And, and this is the way I always phrase my thinking. If I've got a, if I've got a team that's worth $1,500, can I put Larry Fitzgerald or Roddy White in my lineup this week? It depends on who I have. Now, they yeah. did return to practice, and Arians had to force Fitzgerald off the practice field early in the week, but he let him back out there on Friday as he prepares to start against the Saints. It's a very good matchup, not as good as it was last year when you were playing the Saints, right? Not as good as last year, but if he plays, Fitzgerald is a good, uh, uh, you know, going to be a good start. The question is, will you, will he be able to play the entire game? So you got to look at your options. If you have, Mike, let me ask you like, just like this. A flex option might be Michael Floyd, right? Michael Floyd might be your flex option. Would you have the guts to bench Fitzgerald and put in Michael Floyd if Fitzgerald plays? Not in this game. Not in this game. I, I, I've got to start this. I've got to start this. Uh, I know Michael Floyd, you know, he's a nice player, but in this in this game, in this, in, in this matchup, where Fitz is going against New Orleans, uh, yeah, i got to go uh, with Fitz. Yeah, my general rule of thumb is if they practice on Friday, you let them in your lineup. Okay. Now, you have to be near your computer at 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time to make sure you're ready to sub him out if the news is that he is not going to play. You have to be ready for all your lineups. Have your kind of cue card with the important injuries ready to go that have the leagues you need to navigate to. Get in there, get out, go to the next league, and be ready. Don't be panicked about it. Have a plan. Stick to it. Don't change at the last minute. I can't tell you how often. And and fantasy owners in the chat room, I would love to hear from you. Code Cracker, Brothers Mayhem, Nine Round, IPS Driver, Kurt Kikis, Max Bizzo, all you guys, Wayne Ellis, Nine times out of ten, when you make a last-minute change, it doesn't work for the good. The the decision that you made when you went into Sunday is the usually the right decision. For me, that's how it works. If I change my mind on Sunday based on watching something, I always it's always wrong. Nine no. times out of ten, what I walk into on Saturday night when I my head hits the pillow is usually the right call. Something happens on yeah. Sunday where you don't think clearly and you panic or you're going for the gold and you put in the wrong guy. Are, do, you, do you feel what I'm saying, man? That's how it is for me. Uh, Scott, uh, you know, uh, you're dead on because I'll work on Sunday. Uh, when I leave the house, it's 11 a.m. Uh, so mostly by 10, 30, 11 o'clock Saturday night, I know my lineup. I have it all set because – a lot of it's predetermined by Friday and what happens on Friday. Uh, so you know exactly uh, what's going on with the players and the injury reports. Uh, now the uh, game time decisions, uh, yeah, that can be kind of dicey, so to speak. But uh, you pretty much know what's going to happen with those game time decisions. Uh, who is going to be game time de- game time decision and who's not. But uh, – Pretty much when I wake up Sunday morning, I've, I've got my lineup set, and uh, it's, that, that's about it. Yeah, and it looks like the chat, the crew here at Red vs. Blue, they agree. Um, Max Bizzo, you're right. The last-minute changes kill your crew. Kurt Keek is think long, think wrong. Brothers Mayhem, first instincts trump second thoughts. Uh, an IPS yeah. driver, yes, happens to me all the time. Keep your lineup as it. It is very hard to do, though. Intellectually, we understand it's the right thing to do. Very hard to do uh, emotionally, Mike, when yeah. the uh, the game is getting ready to start and you want to get that action going. The Thursday night games, I have the same complex on Thursday night. I want to get a little action. You want to get a little action on Thursday. Okay. And you you put in somebody that you normally shouldn't. In these short week games, i got to tell you, most of the time the short week – disappoints from a fantasy perspective. Now, last night, of course, you're playing the Eagles. Uh, It's going to be a shootout on both sides of the ball because their defense sucks and their offense keeps going on the field. That game didn't disappoint in fantasy production. But if you started Dwayne Bowe, it wasn't a bad call. You had to start Dwayne Bowe. Unfortunately, it just didn't work out. I don't know what to make of that situation. Okay. Well, I got a perfect example, Scott. I almost called you on uh, uh, Thursday afternoon. I uh, had a, yep. a situation between uh, Anquan Bowden and Dwayne Bowe. Who do I start? 
Anquan Bowden, Dwayne Bow. And I, you know, I, I'm going, man, man, that that that, de- that defense stinks in Philly. I mean, it's not very good at all. And I just kept thinking about it, and I'm going, well, Bowden, first week, kick butt. Second week, did nothing. Uh, eh, I'm going to stay with Bowden. So, you know, I mean, that's another classic example of uh, uh, what do you do with Thursday games? So I went ahead and uh, stayed with Bowden. Man, what a smart move. Good job. Bo is a must-start everywhere if you had him. And even in these salary cap games, the DraftKings games uh, that we are a proud partner of, you have to have Dwayne Bow in your lineup if you were involved in a Thursday game because that's the only reason you would be in a Thursday game is to get some action from Thursday. And Dwayne Bow was a must-get in your lineup because it looked just uh, fantastic uh, for a matchup-wise, and it just didn't work out. Donnie Avery, on the other hand, the proud recipient of uh, just a ton of balls, a ton of work. He looks lightning fast out there. Andy Reid knows exactly what he's doing and how to get the most out of Donnie Avery. Alex Smith obviously had some synergy with him. And, look, uh, the Colts had him on a one-year contract last year. Let him go and let him walk, and the Chiefs pick him up, and he looks healthy. He looks like he's going to be one of those guys that tonight uh, on waivers in the Nash, in the uh, in the Fantasy Football World Championship here, we allow – for Thursday players to be bid on on Friday. Look, at the end of the day, Friday is no different than Wednesday. You can't start them on Sunday. So we allow for Friday waivers to get a little bit more action, get a little more get a little more something going on Friday night. You can get the, the guys that played well, on Thursday that you just watched in waivers on Friday. Now, if they're obviously in your lineup, you can't, uh, they can't be involved in anything. But if they played on Thursday, they were a free agent, you can pick them up on Friday. Obviously, you missed the start, so you got to wait till the following week. But it makes for Friday waivers. I can't wait to see the bids that came in for Donnie Avery because if you you know he was probably a hot free agent tonight in the uh, in the FFWC. Scott, more than anything, it, it, the uh, the waivers on Friday. It's not about the Thursday game. It's more about the the final injury reports on Friday, and that is so cool to be able to have that option to do that again because. Those final injury reports, when they come out on Friday, I mean, that means a lot to a lot of players. So, uh, you know, I mean, I didn't make a bid on anybody tonight, but uh, last Friday I sure did. And uh, it it makes a difference, I, you, know, you know, just just to have that option to be able to do that. Team Trent is uh, 132 uh, in the Roto Bowl, Mike. Great job. Uh, good start. 184-point week for you. Uh, not bad. You got to keep it up. You got to keep it rolling. It's good to see that your uh, team K Wood is showing up and doing some things with uh, Andrew Luck, Doug Martin, DeMarco Murray. Nice team. And Hilton, you know what? Jordy we Nelson, have... Mike Wallace, Jimmy Graham, Martellus Bennett. Mike, you got to you got yourself a hitter there, bro. Yeah, we we did pretty good, and uh, we outscored the Oklahomans. Who uh, well, we outscored the Oklahomans this this past week, but uh, the Oklahomans yeah. I think are in the top ten. Another guy on your roster is Bernard Pierce, and it looks like he is going to get the start this week. That is the news that is out of uh, that is uh, all over the the net right now. Bernard Pierce, uh, the guy who we said could be the next Larry Johnson, uh, the guy that just looks so unstoppable if he ever gets his chance. Ray Rice is now listed as doubtful, which is basically a twenty five percent chance. And uh, right. look, this guy should get about twenty carries on this Texans run defense. It's above average unit. He has decent hands. Okay. Obviously, they're talking about on Rotable here or, or, or Roto World. Look, I, no, I he passes the eye test for me. I don't need Roto, uh, Roto World to tell me anything. Bernard yeah. Pierce making his first career start, Mike. I got to get him in my lineup if I have him. Yeah, you got to do it. You got to do it. We're going to take a call here now. We are expecting Nelson uh, to show up here, and this may be him if he's calling in from Skype. Uh, caller, you're on the air with Red vs. Blue. This is Scott and Mike. Hey, Scott. Mike, how you doing? It's Nelson. Hey, there he is. Hey, Nelson. What's up, buddy? How's it going, guys? Nelson Souza from ScoutPro.com uh, joined us tonight, a high-stakes professional, plays in uh, – one of the one of the more uh, one of the one of the more aggressive players in the world of high stakes fantasy football. You have seen the name Must See TV. Is that the team name Must See TV? Uh, 
that's the uh, or oh, that's the team name that I see at the top of all the leaderboards. Isn't that it? That is correct. Well, good job, a good start to you. Welcome to Red versus Blue, my man. And we've been talking a little bit of everything here. I don't know when you uh, when you popped on the show, but we have tons of who do I starts to get to you. Twitter is filling up uh, to ask Nelson questions. But Nelson, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, where you're at in the world, and uh, what you're doing. Uh, well, I uh, reside in uh, New York, and uh, just playing uh, fantasy football. Um, I'm involved with uh, ScoutPro.com. Uh, write some uh, fantasy content for them, uh, <clears throat> help out with uh, subscribers who have uh, uh, lineup questions or maybe trade questions. Um, so doing a little bit of that and, uh, you know, er- everything else uh, in life. So that's that's about it. Pretty, pretty boring fantasy rankings, player analysis, uh, fantasy tools. Sean Childs is also involved now. You you guys are, are are really building up Scout Pro for a kind of a who's who of high stakes fantasy sports here. So kind of putting all this together, it's a it's a very nice, clean looking site. Lots of good content. I love getting the email uh, advice from you. ScoutPro.com. ScoutPro.com. All right, let's talk about. Uh, these who do I starts that we have, Nelson, that are coming in left and right on Twitter. I, I, I've got hundreds here. When I told them that you were going to come on and you were going to answer some who do I starts, uh, it started rolling in. So I'm just going to throw some at you. From T-Rich fan, Brady or Dalton? Brady or Dalton? This is a, this is a no-brainer for me, but what, do you, what say you, Nelson? Uh, I'm going Andy Dalton uh, in that matchup. I, I like that um, uh, Green Bay's – Green Bay is going to put points on the board, even though the Bengals are a tough defense. So I, I think Dalton is uh, is going to have to throw the ball a little bit rather than be so conservative, uh, like you saw on Monday night against Pittsburgh. Uh, they, they didn't have to to do much, but I think with Green Bay coming to town, that they're going to have to they're going to have to throw the ball. I'm going to let Mike give you a who do I start question for one of his lineups here in a minute. But a lot of folks are talking about Trent Richardson. Uh, in the world. Nelson, that was the first question I've asked everybody uh, in the chat room tonight. We've got a good crew here in the chat room. Everybody says hello. Uh, what are, where were you when you heard the news of Trent Richardson to the Colts? How did you hear about it, and what are your thoughts on the whole situation? Uh, actually, I was, at my, uh, <clears throat> I was at my son's school for a parent-teacher conference, <laughs> so uh, I, I just happened to uh, – to look at my uh, cell phone, I was on Twitter, and uh, and I, I saw the news come across. Did you believe it? Was it a credible source? Because when I first saw it, I said it's got to be a joke. No, uh, you know I I follow Jim Mersey, uh on yeah. Twitter, so uh, you know he he was you know he was tweeting talking about you know big big announcement coming, yeah. uh, you know going to shock the world, this and that, and. He's a little bit of a talker, so I, I just kind of blew it off and said, "Oh yeah, you know, I'll, I'll see it when I believe it." And um, but usually, you know, when he says something, you know, something's going to happen. And um, so when I saw it come across, I I, I knew it was real. Um, and it actually didn't. It really didn't shock me all that much because, I mean, if you think about it, Cleveland has a new regime there with Lombardi and and the the head coach uh, uh, Chud and. So they wanted to move on. They they probably realized that Whedon wasn't the answer at quarterback. And when you have a team that's willing to give up a first-round pick for a running back, I mean, that that's unheard of these days in the NFL. So it, it probably made sense that they said, you know, let, let's blow this up and, and start over again. Let's do rapid fire with uh, Trent Richardson, uh, courtesy of Nelson Souza. A lot of folks are thinking about what to do with Trent Richardson this week against San Francisco. The snaps will be limited, but what will he do with them against the San Fran defense? So I'm going to give you things that may be plausible, things that may be happening in people's lineup this week. I'm just going to do rapid fire. You give me the, the first name that comes to the top of your mind. You ready? Sure. Richardson or Moreno? Marino. Richardson or Bernard? Richardson. 
Richardson or Jackie Bell? Bell. Richardson or Mendenhall? Richardson. Richardson or Starks? Starks. Richardson or Bilal Powell? Richardson. One last one. Richardson or Ben Tate? Richardson. All right. Guys, I hope that helps you in your lineup. Wow. Uh, it, it's tough. It, it's tough. You've, you've got a situation here with Richardson that gets a lot trickier when you start to talk about wide receivers. I'm not even going to throw that one out at you because, again, you're talking about a flex RB position. I'm assuming that most people have to start, you know, two running backs. They, if you have two running backs on your team that you think are better than Richardson, it's going to be very tough. I, I don't know. I just can't. When you start to talk about wide receivers that you're going to put in over Richardson, it gets very tough. Mike, what's a who-do-I-start question that you have that you'd like to ask Nelson Sosa? Yeah, you know what, Nelson? Uh, I'm looking at uh, – I'm looking I, – I, I'm able to be able to start a running back or wide receiver. Uh, I'm looking at uh, Daryl Richardson or Doug Baldwin. I'm going Daryl Richardson. Yeah, but Baldwin, more touches. Yeah, but Baldwin is, uh, uh, you know, he he's a guy that would be interesting if it was an offense that could actually put points on the board against Seattle. Um, so if, if Seattle gets off to a good lead, you're going to need Baldwin to put up all his production in that first half because, uh, you know, I, I got to think the rest of the game they're just going to be running the ball. There's not going to be much throwing going on. Right. What, what What's your thoughts on uh, Daryl Richardson uh, moving forward? I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there with this guy, and I I really believe in him, but I also uh, believe in St. Louis's offense to, you know, throw, throw, throw. Uh, do you think this guy has uh, some value moving forward? Yeah, if you're in a PPR league, uh, I, I think Richardson's just fine because th- that's actually good for him because the, if the Rams are throwing the ball, he's going to get some checkdowns um, in, in the game. And uh, he's a very good pass catcher out of the backfield. Um, so I, I have no problems with him. We have some questions cool. in the chat room for you, Nelson. Uh, nine route. I'm sure you know who these guys, these names are. Jason Snelling or Mike Williams. Like, I know you're competing against a lot of these guys in the high stakes world, but this is the price you pay. Uh, the price you pay and the cross you bear here. You're on the you're on the uh, national radio airwaves here. So let's let's give these guys some help. A little bit of honesty, a little bit of forthcoming would be nice here, Nelson. Snelling or Mike Williams at flex. Yeah, no, I I have no problem helping. Guys, out even if I'm, I am competing with them. I'm, I'm always going to give my honest opinion. Uh, Snelling, I, I bought Snelling uh, on Wednesday in, in a few leagues. Uh, he's, he, I actually like him more than than Rogers, but I might play a wait and see approach with him, especially having a, a good option like Mike Williams uh, going against the Patriots. I think you're going to see Vincent Jackson get a lot of Talib. Uh, in that game, I think Belichick is going to is going to look to make sure Vincent Jackson doesn't get deep. I, I think Williams will be the one that doesn't get much of a, attention there. So I would go with Mike Williams and and just play a wait and see approach on Snelling. Yeah, yeah, no Santos maneuvers here uh, for Mr. Nelson Sosa. Uh, we've got another one here. Uh, Twelve team PPR. This is from Brothers Mayhem. Stills versus Arizona is in this question. Uh, Patterson versus Cleveland. It says Q Patterson. I don't know about Q Patterson. Maybe a, a Corderell Patterson. It says, oh, versus Cleveland. Okay. All right. So he's talking about Corderell Patterson. All right. Just wanted to make sure. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, or Denarius Moore versus Denver for a wide receiver flyer this week. 12-team PPR. Stills, Corderell Patterson, or Denarius Moore. That's a tough Tough bag of crap. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not going Patterson. I, I know the coach said that you know they they got to give him more snaps, but I, I think you know he's played a, a handful of snaps now, uh, first two games of the season. I mean, if even if he plays a lot more, what is that? 15 snaps? That you know he's going to triple his snap count. Um, I, I just I like playing guys that I know are going to be on the field. Um, so I, I would. 
it would be more about Stills and Denarius Moore. Uh, Stills is an interesting guy because last week, actually, he played more snaps than Lance Moore. Um, mm. And he seems to fit their offense better uh, because of his speed. Um, so he he's going to be on the field. Um, man, Denarius mm. Moore against Denver. Um, you know what? I I'm, I might go uh, I might go Kenny Stills and and take a shot on him. It's a tough one. Three four seven three two four yeah. five four zero four. If you have a question for Nelson, feel free to call. Or we'll take them on Twitter, email, and, uh, of course, the chat room here, the crew at Red vs. Blue, some of the best minds in the world of high-stakes fantasy football, already answering the questions. Uh, we've got another one. They just keep pouring in. Mac Bizzo, can would you play James Jones and Jordy Nelson on the same roster this week? Cincinnati's a, a, a tougher opponent than they faced last week, uh, for sure, Nelson. So it's not going to be the Redskins defense they're facing. They're facing the Cincinnati Bengals, a formidable opponent. But James Jones and Jordy Nelson, I kind of like it. It it really depends on what his other wide receiver options are. Uh, you know, to to say you know would I would I do that? Probably not. I, I would. I trust Jordy more than I trust James Jones. But it really depends what you know what wide receiver options are there. Hey, yeah, Nelson, it's, uh, uh, I got go I got a quick question. Um, who do I start? It's in a it's in a league that's pretty deep, and uh, it's my team really sucks basically. Uh, Marlon Brown or Alshon Jeffrey? Uh, Marlon Brown all day. Brown baby, all day, all day. Yeah, Mike, 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 you're getting a little you're getting a little greedy here, aren't you? Yeah, you get, get get your little who do I starts in, man. You check those off, and you'll come in a few <laughs> minutes later and ask another lineup. You pull up another lineup and get another one in. I know how you operate. I, I know, know how you, you got that right. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Hey, man, I just want to bend the ears of the uh, the best of the best. And uh, Nelson and uh, you, Scott, I mean, you're the best of the best. I'm trying to do all I can. Nelson Sousa from ScoutPro.com, one of the best high-stakes players on the planet. We have a little segment here we call Contender or Pretender, uh, Nelson, and I want you to – I'm going to throw a name out at you, and I want you to tell us if it's a contender or a pretender, and probably just give us a little quip about why or, or, or you know, just something that you have there. Uh, you ready to play? Let's do it. All right, San Diego Chargers, Eddie Royal, Phillip Rivers combo. You've got two guys there. It's kind of all or nothing, Royal and Rivers, contenders or pretenders? Uh, contenders. I, I I liked uh, all along what Mike McCoy was going to do there uh, with the offense. It's a short passing game. They know that the offensive line is not very good. Um, unlike North Turner, he's not going to be stubborn and, and let Rivers sit back in the pocket, wait for plays to develop downfield with the vertical passing game. It's it's a short passing game, and, and it fits Royals' uh, style. Uh, I think, uh, you know, moving forward, that's probably here to stay. And, Mike, I'll, I'll ask you real quick, contender or pretender, the Royal Rivers connection? Oh, contender, uh, because it's finally uh, North Turner's out of the situation, and now yeah. Phillip Rivers can be able to uh, do what he wants to do uh, and throw yep. the ball. And that's what all that's right. what he's wanted to do all day long. And there you go. He's looking good, doing a little bit of a hothead, but he can definitely ball. Nelson, number two, contender or pretender, the Rams' passing game. Bradford sixth in passing yards, uh, but he's still a QB, two. Contender or pretender? Uh, it, contender because, because of the talent that, that's there, but I, I think you've got to maybe slow it down just a little bit because you've you got to keep in mind that uh, they were getting blown out uh, last week against the Falcons, uh, that's not going to be the case all the time. Um, so th- that's where Bradford accumulated a lot of those passing yards. Uh, so it was a little bit uh, skewed uh, last week. But d- definitely the offense and the talent that's there is is something that I, I expect the offense to, to be good all year. Bradford, Mike, uh, contender or pretender, real quick. Pretender, uh, very, very much so. Uh, last year – you know, I you know I really thought that he was going to be uh, so much of a contender, and he was not. Uh, 
didn't show it. This year, you know, he's got some tools around him, and I'm already seeing some flaws. So I, I say he's a, I, you know, I just say he's a pretender. All right, Nelson Sousa, no Sean Moreno. We're playing contender or pretender. It's another name that just baffles the entire Denver fan base and myself included. No Sean Moreno. Uh, they're still talking Monty Ball, contender or pretender. Uh, he he's going to be a pretender uh, for the long term. Um, <clears throat> Marino, right now, it, it's what the coaching staff uh, they trust Marino in the passing game. Um, he's a guy that's not going to make mistakes out there on the field. You got Monty Ball, uh, you know, missing his blocking assignments. He's fumbling the ball. Uh, Hillman had issues fumbling the ball in the preseason. Um, so it was kind of like the coaching staff had no choice but to put Marino out there. He's a veteran guy, knows what he's doing, not going to get Manning killed out there. Um, and they don't really need a, a, a very good running game, or they, they don't need Monty Ball out there right now uh, with all those weapons that they have in the passing game. Yeah, no Sean Moreno. I think if you're in a trade league, now is the time to try to trade him. Uh, it had a couple of good games. Yeah. James Starks. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Mike. Contender or pretender for Marino? Um, pretender. Okay. James Starks for Green Bay, the first 100-yard rushing game in quite some time for Green Bay. Goes to James Starks, not Eddie Lacy, not Jonathan Franklin. James Starks, uh, Nelson, contender or pretender? Uh, it, it, it depends. It, it, it's... He's a contender in terms of he's going to take uh, he's going to take touches away from Eddie Lacy. So I, I don't I think he's here to stay, but he's a pretender if you think that you know come week five out of their bye week that he, he's going to have the full workload. Um, again, they're, they're going to end up uh, splitting touches there. We're going to do the tight end well, segment now, Martell. Oh, go ahead, Mike. James Starks. Yeah, real quick, uh, Nelson, uh, Scott, uh, James Starks, I saw a lot of money being bid on uh, James Starks, and that mm-hmm. you know that that kind of blew my mind because you're basically <laughs> bidding on him for one or two weeks. And uh, the yeah. one week that you're bidding on him is in Cincy against a very tough Cincinnati defense. So, yeah. what, is uh, Aaron Rodgers going to quit passing? Yeah, so I, I think he's a pretender. Yeah, and it was the Washington defense. I think it was a panic move. I, you, you always see guys panic at this time of year, especially if they yeah. start 0-2, running back problems, lots of running back injuries. You could have been devastated with running back injuries last week. You could have easily lost both running backs. And so people don't want to go 0-3 to start the season. That's a little hard to come back from. you got to get a W. So – Use your bid dollars how you see fit. There's not there, there's a lot of you know you can't look at a bid and say oh it's totally wrong because you just gotta step into the shoes. Uh, there could be a lot going on with that team that uh, causes them to bid five or six hundred bucks on him. I, I don't know. I don't do it, but I, I don't you know I'm just not not us. Martellus Bennett <laughs> three TDs in two games. Nelson. Uh, a lot of people said that he was gonna be that red zone threat for Jay Cutler, and it looks like he is. But contender or pretender, and we're gonna talk about him a little bit on how to gauge this guy uh, as a contender or a pretender? Uh, I mean, right now, he, right now he's a, he looks like a contender. Uh, I I didn't. That's probably one that I didn't see coming. Uh, I wasn't interested in Martellus Bennett uh, this year. I you know Cutler kind of has a history of not throwing to the tight end, but uh, so far so good. So it, it's it's kind of hard to to say that's not going to last. Mike, you know what, uh, Martellus Bennett? Yeah, I was just getting ready to say, uh, Scott uh, Nelson, uh, we had a decision to make at uh, running back. We had an extra running back, or we could throw in Martellus Bennett last week. And, uh, you know, it it ended up being uh, Martellus Bennett that we could throw in. Uh, If you're in deeper leagues where you can throw in, uh, you you got that extra flex like – Scott and FFWC uh, does. I mean, you can be able to do that. You, you throw in Mark Martellus Bennett because, I mean, he's a, he's a perfect flex spot. What do you think about that extra flex spot, Nelson, in the FFWC? Are you enjoying it? Is it tough? Are you having an easy time with it? Tell us a little bit. Oh, it, it's definitely tough. Uh, you 
know, but I I, I do enjoy it. Um, that that was one of the uh, neat features that attracted me to to the SFWC. Um, you know, I I believe in you know building you know deep teams, deep benches, and um, and then having tough lineup decisions on Sunday. So being able to get a guy off my bench uh, that I was struggling with whether to start or not. Uh, and being able to put him in the lineup, I think, is a good thing. Uh, just wait till waivers. I can't wait till. <laughs> uh, okay, here, here I want to talk about tight ends because look, there's a lot going on. And a guy like Jordan Cameron, who has a lot of skill, who who looks like he's that breakout tight end candidate, now has to deal with Brian Hoyer. I'm not sure what to think of this situation. Is it a lateral move? Is it a downgrade? Is it an upgrade for Jordan Cameron? They're playing at Minnesota. And a lot of people have Jordan Cameron as their tight end two, or they're competing with another tight end two of some sort. So if you believed in Cameron as your one, which I know you were very high on Jordan Cameron going in, Scout Pro was probably the highest, if I recall correctly, uh, from the from the sites that I frequent. You guys were very high on Jordan Cameron, so I'm assuming you got him as your one, right? You're, you're in most places because you trusted him. So let's talk about where Cameron fits in now with Brian Hoyer, no run game, uh, or, or the loss of Richardson, and then we need to start comparing him to other options like Gates and um, you know Martellus Bennett and Kobe Fleener, these types. Sure. Well, I believed in Jordan Cameron's ability. Um, he, he's a athletic tight end, so it's it's not like you're talking about you know. Brandon Pettigrew or, you know, or someone like that. Uh, the guy can move. The guy can create separation from a linebacker. Uh, he's a mismatch against a safety. And I, I'm of the belief that when you have a crappy quarterback or, or an inexperienced quarterback, they, they actually tend to lean on the tight end uh, more than uh, throwing outside the numbers to their receivers. So I, I actually – I look at it as a wash. I, I still think Cameron's gonna is still gonna get his production. So you're still bullish on Jordan Cameron with Brian Hoyer. Uh, so if I threw out Jordan Cameron and Antonio Gates, you say that, that's a tough call. I, I've got that call actually in uh, in a lot of my lineups, believe it or not. And um, that you know that that's a call that I might go fifty fifty on because I I like mm-hmm. Gates also. Um, I'm high on Cameron, but I like Gates, too, against Tennessee. Um, maybe I like Gates a little bit more because Tennessee, uh, uh, what I noticed in the, the first two games of the season, they blitz a lot, and uh, that's kind of Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator style anyway. Um, so I actually expect Gates uh, over the middle to, to get uh, plenty of receptions in that game with the, the Titans mm-hmm. blitzing and Rivers having to let go of the ball quick. Let's talk about Kobe well, Fleener then. He's a guy that broke out last week. Uh, a lot of people were already ready to throw in the towel after one week uh, watching the Indianapolis Colts and Kobe Fleener in the preseason. Uh, he looked fantastic last week. So will we expect more of the same from Kobe Fleener now that Dwayne Allen is out and you bring in Richardson? You've, you've got this uh, this offense kind of shaping up to be pretty potent in this league, Nelson? Yeah, I, you know, I don't mind Fleener. I, I, I'm a little neutral on Fleener, actually. I, I didn't um, particularly care for him uh, coming out uh, last year uh, out of the draft. I, I thought he do, I don't think he has very good hands. Um, I, I think his field awareness uh, still needs to be developed. Uh, athletically, he can run. He, he can – you know, he, he can do all those things and run his routes. Um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't expect, you know, for him just to all of a sudden, you know, blow up uh the rest of the season. But I, I think he's gonna be plenty productive that you can you can play him and uh you know, depending on, you know, who your other tight end is, you probably could start him every week or play matchups. Mike Trent, I love Kobe Fleener this week, Bubba. If you if you have Kobe Fleener on your yeah. lineup, you get him in there. Well, I do, but uh, I also want to ask uh, Nelson uh, a question about tight ends uh, moving forward. I mean, it seems like there's been a transition here uh, about you know competitive tight ends, uh, tight ends that are really good or they're not so good. So uh, it, it looks like that. Uh, 
that the trend has changed quite a bit in the NFL. I, I mean, I, am I seeing this thing right? I mean, tight ends changing. Sure. Well, it, it's a copycat league, the NFL, and uh, uh, Belichick and the Patriots started it. You know, when they went out and drafted Gronkowski and Hernandez back in the day, and um, and and people saw, you know, what kind of mismatches. The, the Patriots could create with the, with those two guys. So slowly but surely, you started seeing that, uh, you know, happen in the NFL. So right. th- there's a lot of teams that are trying to mimic uh, what the Patriots did because when defensive coordinators uh, went into their meeting rooms and they were game planning on how, how do we stop the Patriots, uh, they probably left the room scratching their head. Um, Right. So I, I, I think a lot of teams uh, kind of took a page out of the Patriots book and, and decided, you know, let, let's go get, you know, big athletic tight ends, guys that can catch the ball and, and uh, you know, bring that position, uh, make that position relevant again in the NFL. Mm. I can't tell you how many Twitter questions. There's no way. Nelson, it's probably going to take us, I don't know, maybe the next uh, six hours to answer all these who do I start questions that have came oh, in at FF Toolbox since we, since we announced. Since yeah, we announced. It's, just, it's just not going to happen on the air. We're going to have to take them off and, and find a way for Nelson to get plugged in with all these uh, users that are just wanting to uh, – they're, they're dying. They're starving for people to help them manage their team. And, and Nelson, we talked about this in the off season. You were ready for this challenge. You guys have a little service at Scout Pro. Where you you help uh, you help guys out with a little bit of personalized who do I start advice? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what we do is if if you become a, uh, basically like a, a VIP subscriber and um, and you sign up, you have uh, direct access to me uh, via email, and uh, you you can ask questions throughout the week, whether it's lineup questions or. Uh, wa- waiver wire pickups, you know, who, who should I pick up, you know, who, who should I drop. Um, and within 24 hours, I, I'll, you know, of asking the question, uh, that's my commitment that I'll, uh, I'll respond back with an answer. Obviously, uh, I try to answer as quickly as possible. Uh, Sunday mornings, uh, I'm, I'm on the email uh, right from the get-go, uh, and I'm answering any lineup questions uh, right away. And you can get a hold of uh, Nelson over at scoutpro.com. And on Twitter, where can they find you, Nelson? Uh, Twitter is, uh, you, you can, I believe it's at, at scoutpro, or I believe you can follow me at, at uh, the franchise 12. Yeah, at the franchise 12, you can find uh, Nelson and Sosa on Twitter and uh, get to pick the brain of one of the best high-stakes players on the planet has cast a lot of big checks in his time and a lot more to come, I think, uh, as he continues on his quest uh, to be the world champion. We're going to finish off with Reggie Bush. Nelson, we wouldn't start finish it off any other way. One of the most exciting, electrifying players in the league and a lot of big question marks. What do you do with Reggie Bush? Is he, If they say he's playing, does that mean go all green lights for you? Or, or, or do, you, do you hold back some in some way? Man, that that's a nightmare. I, I just wish that he, he just goes ahead and sits out uh, because it, it's twofold. It, it's uh, for all the joy, uh, the bell owners, you know, yeah. now it's kind of like you're, you're all gung-ho, you're ready to put him in your lineup, who I think is a must-start against the Redskins defense if mm-hmm. Reggie Bush was out. But now if he plays, he just complicates matters. Now, now as a bell owner, you just you don't feel as – comfortable as you did if he was out and then if you're a bush owner uh, you know unless you have a a pretty good option you're probably just going to roll with bush the problem i have is you know he could easily you know tweak that knee again and and you're getting like a two-point game out of the guy um so i'm of the belief that if you've got a pretty good option you've got another uh starting running back uh it, on your bench, or, or if, uh, I, hard to say that Bush would be a flex option. It, most likely, he's your RB one or RB two. So that's a tough one. I I, I might go with uh, the the safer option rather than going Reggie Bush. I I have a hard time believing that 
you know, uh, doing an MRI. He couldn't he couldn't finish off the rest of the game, and and now he he's gonna you know come back limited practice, and then he's gonna play. Man, I exactly. I, I wouldn't feel comfortable putting him in the lineup. Exactly, Nelson. I mean, that's become a trend with uh, Reggie Bush, and uh, the one thing about it is Jacques Bell. I mean, let's face it, this guy is he's shown to be electrifying. He's shown to do everything that Reggie Bush can do and maybe even more. We've heard Jaqua. We've heard Joyke. We've heard Joyka. Uh, we're hearing a little bit of everything about this Bell kid. And uh, you know, Before we let you go, Nelson, I was going to let you go now, but I, I want to get this out of the way. You, you drafted a lot of leagues, and it's kind of hard to root for players when you draft in so many different leagues and you're picking up so many different guys. But there's obviously a couple of guys. We mentioned Jordan Cameron for one. But who's one guy that you pretty much gobbled up everywhere you could get him uh, that you're excited about? And who's the one guy that you gobbled up everywhere you could get him that you're disappointed by? Um, well, one guy that I definitely have quite a bit is uh, Julian Edelman. Uh, so I'm probably going to try to enjoy that ride uh, for as long as I can. Um, mm-hmm. You know, another guy that I – you know, an earlier guy that I drafted was uh, Pierre Garçon, um, you know, typically going third, fourth round. Uh, so I, I have him quite a bit. Um, so so those are two, two guys that uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, hopefully uh, doing well the rest of the year. And then a guy that I own a lot that I'm regretting um, – Hmm. That that one's tough. Um, yeah, for me, it's like a David Wilson. You know, I started snagging him up everywhere, and yeah. it didn't work out. It hasn't worked out. I'm not feeling the love. Uh, you know, there's there's other guys like uh, Hakeem Nix that I seem to be grabbing that I'm not real excited about anymore. But, you know, I look at the offense, and I'm thinking, you know what, that offense is set up to throw the ball a crap ton, you know, so – that's another guy that might be able to do some of it. And what about Josh Gordon? He's back this week. Do you plug him right in with this question mark at quarterback? No, I, I will, I'm not really. I'm not a big Josh Gordon owner this year, um, mm-hmm. so it might sound a little biased, but I, I think I would hold off uh, one week in, in starting him. I, I wouldn't feel comfortable with Hoyer at quarterback and. Um, not sure how that game's going to play out. Um, you know, if if you're desperate for you know you to fill that third wide receiver or second wide receiver or something like that, uh, then you got to go play the guy. I mean, he's going he's going to be on the field. He's a full time starter. Uh, they've already benched you know Greg Little, but I, I don't know I don't know what kind of production you're going to get out of him. Uh, first week. last question for Nelson then red zone channel or do you watch the game or are you a purist which do you prefer uh, I I watch the uh, the game mix and then uh, and then on Mondays I go back and uh, actually watch uh, NFL game rewind and watch all the, the games over okay so you're a game mix guy with all, all right. the eight screens up at the one time and you're bouncing around back and forth I did that this weekend because the red zone wouldn't work on my Sunday ticket I get back from Vegas I thought for sure I'd have red zone and it wasn't working, so I was a game mix guy this weekend, and I loved it. It was fun. Yeah, absolutely. Those guys at DirecTV, they're always trying to nickel and dime. Nelson Souza, welcome back anytime. I mean, we got to get the trio of you and Derek and Hubbard on uh, all at one time. We'll, we'll do that very soon in the near future. Uh, Nelson, good luck this weekend, my man. Thanks for being on Red vs. Blue. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank right, you, Nelson. Man, he's a, he's a true professional, man. Uh, Mike, 30 seconds. What you got? No, I was just uh, – thanks, thanks, Nelson. And, uh, man, I'll I tell you what, a lot of information there, and uh, it's going to be a fun Sunday. I, I'm, just, I'm just envious of all of you guys being able to watch these games, and uh, I'll be at work, and I'll, I'll settle home on Sunday and figure out what's going on. Definitely looking forward to Minnesota defense wiping the mat with Cleveland this week. Cam Newton returning to action and, and really putting up a dominating performance against the Giants this week. That's going to happen. Uh, Dallas and, and St. Louis. Dallas, Des Bryant is obviously back. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the Indianapolis Colts take on the Niners at 430. 
Uh, that's, that's pretty much good. it this week. I'm, I, that's, and, and then the Cincinnati Bengal Packer game. That's all we got, man. Thank you for being on here, the crew. We'd love you to see you next week. You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time.